and welcome to the Painter Bright Quarterly Slush Pile. We take more time than other editorial boards, but we stand behind our methodology, so much so that we're going to share our process with you through this podcast. Welcome to the editorial table. I'm Kathleen Volkmiller, and we are here. We are still on Drexel University's campus, but we're not in our sound booth. We are in a room that is used for department meetings in my department, and I have to say that there are no windows, (laughs) and it's made of cinder block. And I've always hated the space because once it's full, if you come late, you're like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> it's like a big table in a long, narrow room. It's not very, not very happy times. But I am happy regardless because we're doing a podcast and Marion Wren is in the room with us instead of being in Abu Dhabi. And I like to think of this room a little bit like Las Vegas. There are no clocks. <laughs> there are no windows. There is no sunshine. We could do this all day. Um, Marion, I'm the co-editor of Painted Bright Quarterly. I'm thrilled to be in Philly in the room with this Cracker Jack team of podcasters. And I bounced to Tim Fitz. I'm Tim Fitz, and I'm a short story writer. And I've been reading with Painted Bright Quarterly for about three years. And although there are no windows in the room, it is California weather outside in Philadelphia, where it is sunny approximately 56%. Let's <laughs> <laughs> listen to the last episode to get that to <laughs> All right. I'm sitting next to Tim Fitz. My name is Caitlin McLaughlin. I'm the digital communications co-op for Drexel Publishing Group. This is my ninth month reading for Painted Bride Quarterly, and I'm an English major at Drexel University. And Jason... And I am Jason Schneiderman. I am associate editor at Painted Bride Quarterly. I am a professor of English at the borough of Manhattan Community College, and I am coming to you from my yellow person's table in the Bedford-Stuyvesant neighborhood of Brooklyn. Woohoo! All right. Well, we are um, good to go. We have four poems by one poet to read today. Um, They all have numbers rather than names, and they're part of something that uh, the poet, Jason Ewan, or Ewan? Iwan. Iwan? Um, It's I-W-E-N, Jason (laughs) I-W-E-N. Let's call it Iwan. Jason Iwan has sent us uh, something that he's calling part of his polyvalent series. So, loyal listeners, you know that you can go to pbq.drexel.edu and look at these poems yourself. They're set up um, uh, in four separate stanzas next to one another, which mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Go look at it, okay? <laughs> so uh, we're going to read each of these poems twice, once vertically and once horizontally. Um, I'm going to jump right in on that first one and read it vertically. (laughs) We know what we mean, and you will too if you go and have a look. So the title of this poem is point one, point four, point one. You have descended from animals who alone have descended where nothing holds its shape for long and feel for rain. My great-grandmother taught my grand, my grandfather taught my uncle. No one arrives at insanity alone, like finding the baby who descended from angels from the darkness of their own choice. Hold out your hand, the pain of sex with a knife, respect with a pitchfork. It's a social conclusion, waving goodbye from the top of the stairs. 
Okay, so do you, you want, want me to read, read the horizontal? Sure. Yeah, do that, Jason. Point one, point four, point one. You have descended from animals who descended from angels, who alone have descended from the darkness of their own choice, where nothing holds its shape for long. Hold out your hand and feel for rain. The pain of sex, my great-grandmother taught my grand with a knife. My grandfather taught my uncle respect with a pitchfork. No one arrives at insanity alone. It's a social conclusion, like finding the baby, waving goodbye from the top of the stairs. Wow. Fabulous. Thank you. Yeah, so interesting to see the, the two versions of the poem and the horizontal version, right, really delivers on the, the synch- synchronicity of the images. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tahimba Jess, like, I feel like he sort of perfected this form in his book, uh, Lead Belly. And mm-hmm. these are the first time I've really seen poems that kind of like achieve that kind of mastery in terms of, of really functioning in both directions. Yep. Yeah, man, it's it's magic when that happens, right? It's really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> you can say, read it both ways. When when you were reading it, yeah. this, is, this is the sort of the vertical way, right? Mm-hmm. Like my brain was sort of stretching for it. I was like like really rooting for the sense, yes. right? And then for Jason's reading, that that sense of rooting was being paid off. Like it was really delightful yeah. right. to have that delivery, right? Right. Right. I love no one arrives at insanity alone. It's a social conclusion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. <laughs> I love no one arrives at insanity alone, like finding the baby. <laughs> I was just talking about that with yeah. a friend of mine yesterday, how you never know how it's going to work out when people get married, when someone has a child, because you're adding such a different chemical to the mix. Sometimes it's great. And sometimes it's not great. And you know, people who are fantastic, funny, wonderful. And then a year later, they're just off the rails. Mm-hmm. You know, they still have a job and everything, but they're miserable and a different <laughs> person. Yeah. And, and that's it. And, uh, or really go crazy. Did and they it's just a baby. What's that? Right here. Waving goodbye from the top of the stairs, like finding a baby. Did they like, <laughs> you know what I mean? well, no, it's just, oh, just like when, when, when you have that new addition in your life <laughs> right. and sometimes it works and sometimes everything harmonizes and sometimes it doesn't harmonize. And I think when you have I, a lot of times, I know for, for me, when I had, when our first daughter was born, I became a different person. And I was so relieved that I was able to, you know, have the jobs and be responsible enough because you never know when yeah. it's going to happen, if you're going to be able to hack it or not. You, some people can, some people can't, but you don't know until it's there. Right. right. So, so I, I I like, I really like that moment. The social conclusion. Well, I feel like this poem is also playing a lot with convention and even just like being titled 0.1.4.1, like not 1.4.1, which would kind of like play into a sort of Aristotelian kind of thing. But starting with the decimal point, there's, there's so much kind of pushback on how we understand things to be making sense. And I feel like it kind of, it it comes down for me to whether I trust a voice like that. And I, th- I think I trust this. So, you know, though, I'm, I'm, as you're speaking, Jason, I'm also looking at the fact that we've got 0. 0.1, 0. 0.4, 0. 0.1, four of these, right? Like, so in, in the past, when we've had a batch of poems by the same poet, it's easy to read a poem and vote, 
right? And I don't know that I, I there's something, um, the way this, this poem is actually working with these like abstract conceptual sort of images, it feels very floaty to me. And I'm wondering like, are the other pieces just like this? Like what, do we vote one by one for this batch? Do we want to read them as a sequence? Like what's your, what's your instinct as a, as a group? I feel like we should read them. It's a group almost. I agree too. In, in the New York staff, we would read them as a group and then we would kind of like see where the consensus lies around favorites. Because I, I think we're already right. we're already kind of saying, you know, we like this. The question is just kind of like, which of this batch? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Would we want all four, right? Yeah. Would yeah. we want four yeah. pair next to each other? The thing is, is I, I like, I usually really resist that request, yeah. always request, because I feel like each poem should stand on its own and not need itself, you know, the, the partnering. Um, but in this case, I really think we have to read them. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's move on to one point, point one, point four, point two. And I'll read them across the page. Well, maybe let's go in the same order each time. Okay. What do, do we do? do? Vertical we do? and then horizontal. Okay. And then horizontal. Right. All right. Let's. Uh, so I'll read vertical and then Caitlin, you want to I'll read horizontal? horizontal. Okay. okay. So point one, point four, point two, vertical. <laughs> not, that's not actually the title. <laughs> Just so you know. In the night, you lean. The baby wakes, terrified from the fear within you. The only way out of possession. You've been so baked, you couldn't stand with which they'd lace the pot, watching the submarine calm of the ceiling, watching firelight flicker on the tent flap over the baby to make sure it's okay. A dark animal shape looms, modeling itself in the child to dispossess your thoughts. You remember no one ever mentioned the crystal THC. Those nights were long affairs in the extra bedroom, listening to everything speak your name. Okay, and then I'm going in um, horizontal. In the night, you lean over the baby to make sure it's okay. The baby wakes terrified. A dark animal shape looms from the fear within you, modeling itself in the child. The only way out of possession to dispossess your thought, you remember. You've been so baked you couldn't stand. No one ever mentions the crystal THC with which they'd lace the pot. Those nights were long affairs, watching the submarine calm of the ceiling in the extra bedroom, watching firelight flicker on the tent flap, listening to everything speak your name. That's great. Thank you. Nice reading. Yeah, again, the horizontal seemed to make a bit more sense. Right. Yeah. Um, and side note, we were talking about being in the cinder block office. Those growls and <laughs> groans that you hear is not this building being haunted, although that's entirely possible. Um, that is new elevators being put in, which it is. It's creepy how that sound yeah, echoes through the building. I want this to be a soundtrack. <laughs> when the guys are speaking in there, you can hear it no matter where you are in the yeah. whole building. It's, it's really amazing. But anyway, back to point one, point four, yeah. point two. So this is a, a little terrifying, right? The, yeah. The, this concerns about, I mean, it's, it's what you picked up on in the first poem about parenting, about presence, about the risk of the child and, you know, yeah. drugs and THC and the loopiness of it yeah. all, right? Yeah, I mean, I knew I knew a guy in high school who had a brother. Now his sister was married to this guy, and they had a baby, and they still smoked pot all the time and yeah. do drugs and stuff. And and uh, 
it was weird. Because, <laughs> you know, you would think, well, I mean, might maybe you want to take a break <laughs> during this phase. Right. Because it would be a horrifying thing to to do that and have a baby, mm-hmm. have any have to deal with anything. Right. You know, so and that I guess that's a big question too, is um how how well you can control yourself and your cravings and all that's all of that. Right. You don't know until the baby's there. The poem is not saying that they're um so baked right now. Mm-hmm. Right? You've been so baked you couldn't stand. Right. And it's it's what is it? The only way out of possession to dispossess your thought. You remember you've been so baked. So it's like the intensity of this, this, you know, the the drive to be maternal or paternal and take care, right, of the child, the sleeplessness of it mm-hmm. reminds you of of this other time you've been dispossessed through your senses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's my my take on that little maneuver. Yeah. But THC is already what's in pot. Yeah. So- Someone actually added more pot to the pot. Yeah, it's like it's like millennial pot. Millennial uh, pot. You know, my <laughs> yeah. my students talk about it all the time. They like drink it and stuff. Don't uh, really? look at me. I'm the Caitlin. token millennial here. <laughs> What's the word? Caitlin. Caitlin. Where do they get it? I don't know if all pot has THC. Doesn't <laughs> all pot has THC? THC is the active ingredient in the pot. Yeah. It makes it extra special. Yeah, you just look. I, I would imagine you just have you liquefy it's it. It's the hallucinogenic it. aspect, right? I, I can add my <laughs> uh, sound engineer. So when people, in quotes, grind up their pot to smoke it, it creates something called keef, which is right. a THC crystal. So I'm guessing that they are rolling a joint or something and then plopping the leftovers on top. Uh-huh. So for the extra padded bonus. Sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank gotcha. you for that clarity. Right. Joe's gonna run out and get some keef. <laughs> cool keef. Um, I really like the line watching the submarine calm of the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Either way we read it, vertical or horizontal, watching the firelight flicker on the tent flap. I'm kind of digging reading each line on its own. Uh, to see what they do no matter which way they're read. And I feel like each phrase, those nights were long affairs. You know, to dispossess your thought, you remember each line free-floating is thought-provoking or image-inducing or something. Like, it's it's strong, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of something I'm admiring about them. So the first one, it seemed like the meaning really worked um, up uh, vertically and horizontally. Mm-hmm. The second one really works horizontally, but then doesn't work as well vertically. So I feel like if you're playing with these types of forms, they've both got to hit, shoot the lights out. If you mm-hmm. if one doesn't really kind of work, that really... Uh, takes away a little bit from the poem. I th- in my mind, I, uh, you're going to do that trick, do the trick. Mm-hmm. I, li- I do think I like 141 better than 142. 142 like kind of created a lot of questions and 141 kind of created, um, I, I want to say like at one point, 141 made mysteries that were really satisfying and engaging and 142 kind of made a lot of questions for me. Interesting. 
I think that we should keep powering on yeah. and then uh, revisit once we have our whole suite. Agreed. Okay. So, Tim hasn't read yet. I'll, you want to go vertical and I'll go horizontal? I'll go vertical, you? yeah. Okay. Point one, point four, point three. You might dream of a poolside party. You thought it had died years before. Our military was so strong, she said. And left sitting up in the dark. Why did you never come to me? You might have found me. We will, where you bump into an old classmate with whom you've never spoken. It would break its own neck. I'll be in the last room on the left. You might wake to find the baby staring at a shape in the moonlight. It says the high and holy center of the earth. Thank you. Okay, here we go horizontally. Point one, point four, point three. You might dream of a poolside party where you bump into an old classmate you thought had died years before with whom you'd never spoken. Our military was so strong it would break its own neck. She said, I'll be in the last room on the left and left. You might wake to find the baby sitting up in the dark staring at a shape in the moonlight. Why did you never come to me? It says, you might have found me, the high and holy center of the earth. So I was ready to be like super curmudgeonly based on Tim's critique of the second poem about they have to work both ways. And the vertical reading, I was like kind of resisting, right? Like it wasn't like the pieces weren't falling into place. But again, like the first one, they fall in place enough to make me root for the project so that when I read it on the horizontal, it's flabbergastingly good, yeah. right? Like it's yeah. just like, holy shit, that's awesome. It's like my <laughs> <one. Yeah. laughs> It's like a secret that's hidden, right? And then it just all unravels. Yeah, yeah. really delivers, really delivers. And I, I have to say, I think one of my favorite things was um, uh, vertically, it's our military was so strong, she said, space like stands break and left right um or horizontally it's uh our military was so strong it would break its own neck she said big space i'll be in the last room on the left so it's either she's saying this about the military or she's saying i'll be in the last sure room on the left, left and left, left right which is so great like the yeah. way that works it's like a rubber band between those stances right yeah and space is really doing some interesting things i also like when she says, she said, I'll be in the last room on the left. You almost don't know if she's still talking or not. When she, when it says you might find, you might wake to find the baby sitting up in the dark. Mm -hmm. Is she still, if she's yeah. still saying that it's really creepy. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nice. Creepy and yeah, nice. Great. Well, I like, and, um, you know, up and down and left sitting up in the dark. Why did you never come to me? You might've found me. It's like, she's saying, why did you never come after I left? But then if yeah. she's saying I'll be in the last room on the left and left it completely. I feel like I thought it was the baby saying that. <laughs> <laughs> they seem like the kind of parents that do neglect their children. Sure. Right. And I love the fact that the baby is now saying he's the high and holy center of the earth. Yeah. Like that's mm -hmm. some tricky shit. Yeah. That sort of coincides with yeah. the first two poems. This baby's kind of creepy. Like, creepy, baby. <laughs> creepy, creepy baby. Yeah. Creepy begets creepy. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have one more. Um, so now I think we're with Jason and Caitlin, right? Or Marion, if we keep going. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Caitlin, why don't you read vertical and I'll read right. horizontal? Okay. So we have point one, point four, point four. I was my mother's will for bread or cheese or meat, 
against the morning light slipping into the background. Your glorious brain, my little human, dangling from the nerve tree. That's right, son. His life is a dead end, sent out into the world, a vapor trail unforming, the sound of a struck bell to live beyond scrutiny is a globule of fat. We call universe daddy's drinking again. It's a globule of fat we call universe. Daddy's drinking again. That tastes like mother's cup. Okay, and here's the horizontal version. I was my mother's will sent out into the world for bread or cheese or meat. A vapor trail unforming against the morning light. The sound of a struck bell slipping into the background to live beyond scrutiny. Your glorious brain, my little human, is a globule of fat dangling from the nerve tree we call universe. That's the sun. Daddy's drinking again. His life is a dead end that tastes like mother's cup. Yeah. So the baby grew up. <laughs> so is that, I'm imagining that the typo of my little human should be human, right? Yeah. It's not an actual. Yeah, it, it's spelled H H U M O N here. But I think it's just quick fingers on that keyboard. Yeah. Right. I was wondering if that was something different. If I, I googled was like, it. I was like, is there is there a thing? Is there a sign? Yeah. I think a it's sign. a typo. Yeah, there, there's another typo in um, like the first one where waving was spelled wrong. Like, yeah. There's just few misspellings. Yeah. Yeah. So for this one, the vertical version really didn't work for me. Where the horizontal version is like, holy shit. It seems like each one works less and less and less. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, like by the end, I was sort of like, are we sure these actually work? For, are we sure? Are we sure these are supposed to be read both ways? I don't. We know. don't know. I mean, yeah, because I mean, they really only seem to work. Like the first one is just you know gangbusters and sort of like keeps opening up when you go both ways, but the other ones like the the vertical reading sort of kept getting weirder, um, harder. Yeah, hard, harder to cohere, incoherent. Incoherent. Yeah. In a way, I kind of like that they're gradually coming apart. <laughs> Maybe there's something to that form where they're intentionally, there's less meaning. So no, if it's intentional, then I like it. If it's not intentional, then I don't like it. I think it's all you don't get to know. You only have it on the page. Right. We can't call them and ask. <laughs> well, if you if you if you had a whole bunch, I mean, we don't have a whole bunch of poems, but if there was a book of them and we could see how they moved throughout maybe a larger sampling of the work. Well, he's got a number of poems from this series that have been published elsewhere, including several that were recently included in, I think, I don't know what that says, the and now awards three, the best innovative writing, right? Um, and he's the author of three books. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I feel like a doofus. I don't understand. I I didn't know that. I didn't know if polyvalent polyvalent poetry was a genre, right? Um, and then I'm glad Jason mentioned Time of Jess's work because he really is a master of that form of uh -huh. working the poem across the page and down the page. But this, and this is quirky. Listen, we have no rubric for this, right? And we won't, it won't come with instructions. It won't come with reading instructions. Which is uh, but a funny thing to say because APR published to him adjusts poems like this with instructions on really read. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Then I guess it could come with instructions. So I don't take back everything I said. No, no, no. I'm just saying I don't. I, that's been done, but we don't have them. Right. right? And so I. Maybe, right. Well, what I was going to say is that if you even hold, I mean, what rubric do we have? What litmus do we have? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it, some of these other poems, as I was saying, have great lines. This for me is the weakest. Mm -hmm. The the that's right, son. 
Yeah. His life is a dead end. Yeah. We call universe. Daddy's drinking again. None of those lines have the resonance and depth yeah. that yeah. some of these other poems have. Like a couple of them, you could read them randomly as all get out. And they were still yeah. rich yeah. and deep. And and that last one is not so much. Yeah. I want to cut it off. I want like the, the first three to be a set and then. Just forget the last one. Well, I don't think we have to accept them in mass. I think we were just reading them before mm-hmm. we began discussing them. Yeah. I think we could pick right. one or Quick two one. or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was. I, I'm really glad that we read I, them all first. I would dismiss 1.4.4 alone. Jason, <laughs> if I were alone. John, what'd you say, Jason? Oh, I said I'm really glad that we read them all first. I think it actually gives us a very different perspective on the poems um, in terms of making a decision. Yeah. And I, I, I agree with that because it does give you a sense of the project here, right? Like you just have mm-hmm. a sense of the project. But I'm also with Kathleen. I don't think the fourth one um, uh, lands. It just doesn't land, right? Um, mm-hmm. the, the first three are much more like cryptic, mysterious, and sensical. Like it's got all those things happening. So I'm, I'm, I, would, I would love to talk about those three mm-hmm. and maybe cut the fourth from the discussion. My, my top would be one and three. Yeah, that would be your picks. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so everybody is of the mind. We're no longer discussing four. We're all okay. the bread meat. I mean, are we? I'm asking. No, no, I'm yeah. Right. Okay. In my mind, for for me aesthetically, I need three of these poems to really get into it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so if we're talking about three, that works. Okay. Yeah. So you're, well, I mean, you're yeah. saying the fourth though is your least yeah. favorite as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for all of us, we're fours out. Yeah. And now we're just talking about one point, uh, the, the, the one, the two and the three right. and the points. Right. And Jason likes just point one and point three. And I, I kind of like the second one, which is the millennial pot poem. That one doesn't, uh, that one, that one has a more, more, more to it than I, than I think y'all would want to give it <laughs> I need all three together in my, like, like Tim said, to get into it, like to really, I don't know, absorb it. I like mm-hmm. all three of them together. Okay. Is that the way to talk about this then? Like Jason was saying he'd be good with two and Tim and Caitlin both feel, and I think Marion might as well. She wants three. If we're doing it at all, we're doing three. That's the way I feel. Too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I, yeah. Well, no, I would say I would defend the point two. If we're voting. Oh, I would too. Definitely. Oh, only point? Well, you keep talking about point two then? What's a what? Then, then let's keep talking about point two. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I really want to talk about point two because I want to understand why it doesn't work for, for y'all. For, or for those of you. For you, Jason. Why don't you like it? <laughs> yeah, he's the only one who's going to I don't know. Like, the, I, the, the drug use didn't appeal to me. The submarine calm of the ceiling. The extra bedroom. I, I don't it, it did not have, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going on these very intuitively mm-hmm. and one in three kind of like sparked my Schneider sense and like <laughs> number two is just not really kind of giving me any tingles. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I agree with the submarine calm, like hearing high people talking about high being high is really boring. And I feel like that, that, that is a part I don't like about this. I don't like just two of them. So I feel like I'm, in my mind, I'm, I have a few forgiveness points for, for areas that don't spark the Schneider zone. But like, why wouldn't you want just one on its own? I think one on its own is a really appealing poem. I, 
I don't know. I, I, I agree with Jason. Uh, and so therefore, I guess I disagree with Tim and Caitlin. I don't think we need three to get it. Mm-hmm. We were all, you know, having strong reactions on just the first one. And that doesn't mean I'm saying I vote again. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't want three. I'm just saying I don't think they need to be read in a suite. Yeah. I have to say, I, you know, and this is really just nitpicking at this point. I like the first one. But I, there's as much to like there as there is to like in the second one, right? So I, I know Jason doesn't feel the, the um, Schneiderman tingle in the second poem, um, but I think both the I think the first three are really quite capable. I don't necessarily need all three. Mm-hmm. If I were to vote individually, I might say yes to all three. So bonus points that all three are in. But no, that's, no, no, no. Know, that's that's you know that's where I stand. I think. Um, but what I do like is you've descended from the from animals who've descended from angels. That's the first horizontal line in one in the point one poem, mm-hmm. and then in point two, in the night you lean over the baby to make sure it's okay. So if you're just reading, like imagine just reading first lines in the printed form of PBQ, there's a coherence there across them that's that's pretty um, exciting. You might dream of a poolside party where you bump into an old classmate. That points us in a different direction. But the first two are, are sort of keyed into a sequence of, of thought and um, preoccupation. You're persuading me on number two. Like, keep talking about number two because you're, you're pushing me. So the baby was terri- wakes terrified a dark animal-shaped looms from the fear within you right now. Reading it horizontally, that's the second line of the second one, puts the fear in the in the the you, right, the parental figure. But in the if you read it vertically, vertically, um, a dark animal-shaped looms modeling itself in the child, right. And so what I like about that is you read it horizontally, the fears in the adult. You read it vertically the fears in the child, or I probably screwed that up, but just the movement of the placement of the fear, that's really elegant and, you know, sort of pushes at the edge of my imagination and, and makes me impressed with the craft of this. I see see that. A pot poem, technically a pot poem. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny now too. um, Cause we were so impressed with one and with two in the immediate reading of it, where we still getting like, you know, schnookered by the, by the trick this poet was doing, you know, but um, I think one and two both do a really artful job of going in each direction, yeah. no matter what Jason Iwin intended. Yes. Right. Jason Iwin. Even if he gave us the instructions, I like reading them both ways. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we're, I think we've all agreed that the third poem is also quite strong, right? Unless I don't want to impose that on the conversation, but I think the way we were talking about just the hinge and the play of the line she said, right? yeah, totally worth the price of admission. <laughs> that was my favorite. Yeah. Three. Um, well, if we're only thinking of the three, then point one, point four, point three is my favorite level. I'm sort of. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, that was fun. That was fun. I'm sort of softening my position on that they all have to work both ways. <laughs> if they all work both ways, then it just turns it into kind of a circus trick. Mm-hmm. And if some of them happen to work, then you just get like bonus poems. Right. But, you know, it's okay. I, I think if they don't all work that way for me, it's okay. So I'm sensing a Tim Fitz pattern right which is from another podcast episode that we discussed it's like you have a like a limit to patience let's say or a limit to um aesthetic trickery like you you can go with it for one or two but by that third poem you're ready to like cash out here's my chips i'm out yeah anything that's sort of just 
I mean, you, you get this, like the law of diminishing returns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Snickers is great. Two is not that great. Three is awful. Four is poison. Right. No. So. <laughs> like martinis. Yeah, no, <laughs> like martinis is exactly what I was thinking. Right. Loyal listeners, you have to listen to every episode to get all that. But I'm I'm having um a problem right now with how we're gonna vote. Are we going to be able to vote? Um, you know, call them point one just do it one at a time. I think one at a time, yeah. Yeah. All right. And are we ready to do so? I think so. Okay. We're voting on the voting and we're saying we're voting. So here we go. And yeah. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. So in the room, we're going to do a one, two, three vote. On point one, point four, point one. Right. Yeah. I'm just calling them point one. Got point it. Two, got it. Got it. <laughs> All right. I'm that fine. is a unanimous yes. For Jason, I wins 1.1.4.1. And now 1.4.2. Are we ready? One, two, three, vote. Yes. And again, a unanimous yes. Woohoo. And 1.4.3. One, two, three, vote. <laughs> And we're in again. Yay! So unanimous. And I think, you know, just to. Again, say the 1.4.4 is unanimously no, we didn't actually vote, but we all right. discussed that. So awesome. Those were really cool. I hope they fit on the paper. Um, <laughs> listeners, again, please uh, go to our pages to look at those poems your own self and have fun. And um, please let us know what you think of these podcasts, the work we do, all of those things on the Facebook pages that. Um, correspond with each of these episodes. Uh, sign up for our email list if you're in the area, even if you're not. Because uh, what does the area mean, really? We talk about everything on there, right? Even yeah. on the newsfeed. Um, send us a self-addressed stamped envelope and we'll send you a PBQ podcast slash pile sticker. Keep in touch. Keep reading. And thank you very much. Yay! This podcast is produced through a joint venture of Drexel University's Office of Information, Resources, and Technology and the Painted Bride Quarterly Magazine. This podcast is the property of Painted Bride Quarterly Magazine. All rights reserved.